Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. After the most terrifying night of their lives, the Quackopaco are mostly rested. Their bodies have mostly recovered besides some lingering pains and mental fog maintained by Cindy, and the few trainers that remain throughout the entire ordeal being Scarlet, Zavo, and Poppy have all agreed to assist the elders in repairing their home before they continue their own adventures. While the Paco and their Pokemon may have recovered, there is no doubt that each member of the party forever lost an innocent part of themselves on the night of the Draconid Festival. It is just before noon, one full day after Deoxys was seemingly defeated. Elodie, Cindy, Schmidt, and Gimli, what will you do? This is the first time in a very long time that there isn't super clear direction as far as your adventure. And there's many valid options. Do have some valid options. Mm. We did decide on something last time. Yeah, we we came to a conclusion. Let me look at a map to try and remember. Yeah, I was like, where's the book? Elodie with the map. Let's go. (laughs) It's literally map time. So there's something to do with those dots, right? Like, we probably should. Right. Right, right, right. right. Because I was like, we were going to go to... I think we were going to go to... One of the like maybe the dark blue dot or something, and then go down to Rustboro, do the well, gym there. Mm-hmm. Wait, the far so, the one on the far right you're talking about, or far left? Far left, the, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Closest to us. And right. once we get oh. far enough away from Deoxys, maybe you can try and have um, Key Lime Psychic to uh, Kaz. True. Yeah. You tried, but it didn't work because. Uh, Right. It was too... Right. Cool. We gotta get Key Lime into a training arc to power up her telekinesis. I think that's telepathy? Isn't telekinesis yeah, moving telekinesis stuff? Yeah, telekinesis. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, same thing. She's really the same thing. Yeah, you might as well do both. Moving stuff around with your mind is pretty cool. If you bend with spoon, your telepathy will go further. Cool. You can use like I a, do have a twisty like a antenna. Um, Just because there's some discussion, I might figure i'll add some flavor uh you see the trainers and their pokemon they're like picking up rubble they're tidying things up uh the pokemon that you see are in fact azatu absol and a cactus pokemon which you haven't formally met before but it's a it's a shady looking cactus and uh, the center of town is generally being avoided it's where the ceremonial stages and there is a bubble on the ground and now that's a little bit later Deoxys's eyes have opened and it's just kind of laying there just staring, not moving. What's it staring at? Empty space, just staring straight up. It's like laying on the ground in the bubble. Uh, It's bottom of its body seems to be very slowly reforming and it is just staring up. Nice. Well, that's concerning. That was quick. <laughs> it was a consent- we, we, we did come to a consensus on the Deoxys situation was just to kind of leave it be for now, right? Well, it was leave it be. We have to address the issue at a point, but it needs right. to be like, we have to bring Rayquaza to rectify the situation before someone breaks it out. 
Right. Because somebody is, somebody's gonna find out about it and somebody's right. gonna it's try vaguely and on it. a timer. Right. But like it's only on a timer if someone interferes with it, which I mean plot, it's Sh- it could happen. Should should we talk <laughs> to the people here and like stress the importance of not telling anybody what happened here today? I feel like that's only gonna make it worse. That's fair. I feel like once you tell people not to do something, they're immediately like, like, hey, okay, don't I'm tell anyone do about this because it could be really <laughs> dangerous. Really dangerous sounds like a weapon I can sell. Great. True. <laughs> Let me take some big baddies to this location and they'll unleash it and be able to obviously tame it and it will not cause problems. True. <laughs> we just have to be like nonchalant about the whole thing. Like this is this has happened before. Like it's in a bubble. Don't no one touches yeah, the bubble. Maybe put like a wet paint sign on it, like <laughs> so no one touches it. <laughs> we dra- drape a blanket over it. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> just throw a blanket on it. <laughs> now I know people can enter the plane, right? We can enter and exit the plane at will, but will the blanket fall into the bubble? Probably I don't not. Think we can enter the bubble. Uh, what were the rules? Let's see. What were the rules? Friendly creatures may exit sanctuary but not enter, and then hostile or neutral creatures may not enter, and if inside, cannot exit. Yeah, never mind. So, so yeah. a blanket can cover it. Is, is right. this is this the Quackopacko's first line of action? Put it no, under the rug. <laughs> Just literally put it I, under the rug. I feel like building some sort of structure around it is a more permanent solution, but I feel like that's not really our problem. I don't know. I could do that. Mm. I literally can do that. With your uh, uh, crustal? No, with Trevor. Trevor can literally build things. Oh, that too. Okay. I love that for Trevor. Like, I throw a potion at him. He can sack as much HP as he needs to build structure around the bubble. And there's just a secret rock formation in the middle of this thing. It's like, no one look at this. Wait, and then still put the weapon. I think we should ask it. the elders if we we can do that or if we should. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. You do that? Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You are seen by Walker and Jinga. Tomatoma is not present. You can either communicate your plan or just say that you told them. Um, I think communicate it just to see what they think of it. So yeah, that's what I meant. Like tell them. Yeah. What I meant is you could RP it or you could just say you told them. Either way is fine. Oh, you say we told them. No. Yeah. Jinga says, I don't see why not. And Walker says, I trust you. You're very skilled as a trainer, but you should be very careful about laying these rocks because we do not want to be damaging the the vessel that Deoxys is sealed in. Can you agree? Absolutely. Then they say, by all means. And okay. uh, you, you may... basically just adding more HP to this bubble effectively by making a bubble out of rocks. Sure. Um, do you have any... I mean, not, not exactly. Yeah. Um yeah you're like increasing its armor class basically uh do you have any flavor for the structure that you build or what what does it look like instead of it being like i want to build it like not like a dome because i feel like that the structural integrity of a dome is really bad Mm -hmm. so i build it more like a house so like it's just straight up like not squared offers but like cylindrical area with like more of a a roof on top of it Mm -hmm. that's more like more more housing s structure so it's like a kind of a cylinder with like kind of like a i don't know like a four-pointed hat shape on top of it to kind of seal it in sort of deal sure like a pointed cone on top or something just something that's a little bit more structural so that way it's like not a risk of just like random crap happening to it yeah absolutely 
can Cookie use like lava to like seal it shut? Like weld it. Yeah. Cookie did do that once before. Um, mm -hmm. I think it required a check, but Cookie is now a Gudra, or perhaps mm -hmm. it has a different name. It could be Magdra or something. Who knows what its name is? Uh, but mm -hmm. regardless. Yeah, uh, they have to rule dexterity for a DC five. Just don't get worse than a five. All right, let's roll this dex. Uh, thirteen plus. That's great. Three. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. yeah, Cookie absolutely seals it up extra, extra tight. Nice, nice and good. Um, based on the structure that you described, Trevor probably loses like 30, 35 HP. I think. Um, um but yeah, that's fine. How we, much is a super potion heal? I forget the number. We have it. a formula. Yeah, I know we do. I just don't remember. Uh super potion is three D six plus six or fifty. No, that's the cost. Just kidding. Jeez, the cost. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you like, just pick fifty. That's way too much. Plus yeah. six or yeah, yeah, more yeah, than yeah. that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> you said how much was it the cost to build the structure? Thirty five? sure yeah yeah and then i heal so 35 i i basically just consume a potion just consume a super oh. potion i don't care about the math okay. i just want to make sure that you do use one of your resources to make this happen yeah of course okay that makes sense because cool. i feel like realistically we'll have time like yeah it's like it's a non-issue i just need to make sure and potion yeah right i yeah i just need to make sure that you lose something for it something something is costing this yes yes yes, yes, yeah. yes. after that's done Walker and Jenga seem pretty impressed, and they ask, well then, I suppose you're on your way out of here, huh? I think so, yeah. This springs Tomatoma out of the Elder's house, and Jenga rushes up to her and grabs something out of her arms. It looks like a large kind of leathery uh, bag of some sort with an object in it, and Tomatoma is also holding two Pokeballs. Uh, it seemed like the entire day yesterday that you were resting, Tomatoma was not resting at all. And she looks exhausted and just completely out of it. But she comes up to the party and she says, will you please do me one last favor? Sure. Of course. Anything. Tomatoma says, in order for Deoxy's seal to be effective, we need your help laying my Altaria to rest distant away from this place and she gestures to the large bag that jenga is holding who will receive it i'll do it schmidt takes tomatoma's altaria uh tomatoma is also holding two pokeballs she says these pokeballs belong to the poor trainer who lost his life and oh. you can look at them and they're just regular pokeballs and they have some scribbles of text on each of them she says mm. neither of them will come out of their balls and we're looking to do something with them but whatever it is they they don't want to be here so just for now would you mind taking them with you yeah i'll take those too great as schmidt receives the balls he can read the text on them one of them says pride and the other one says prejudice <laughs> okay <laughs> what a bleeding heart <laughs> um oh we should take them back to his family Oh, yeah, we have idea. to. We can't not. I mean, they live fairly close to Mavo, and I can well, imagine that'll be like third on the stop, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's that's not like not highest. Mavo, and then, yeah, right? we're like wrapping around, right? 
but mm-hmm. that'll be a, a, a we'll make it a point to stop there sure right 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 as we approach the area so that being said schmidt please add pride and prejudice to your inventory since you will be carrying them unless you don't want to uh yes let me get that sheet pulled up okay oh shit i gotta scroll too you sure do what do i do with that uh you looked at it before you can hold on to it you can get rid of it you can burn it you can eat it whatever you want I, I did, did i look at that before you did schmidt's just like oh what is this again and then reads it sure because you're already rifling it. through your bag yeah it's a very old looking map that seems to illustrate primarily ocean and there is a mark between a, a small floating town and a large crater town um there's like a x there and there's some text on the bottom and it's in quotation marks as if it's important or something and i can't decipher what this is you can what the text is you can okay um, do i need to roll to do that or do i just do that no you just do it i i'm going to read it to you but i want to make sure it's exactly what i wrote down gotcha it says with jewel bright and borrowed might i summon the rayquaza Hmm. I love rhymes. Uh, with all of that tidied up, uh, the the walkers kind of huddle around the Quacko Paco, um, and just express their gratitude and more or less are kind of aiming for a group hug. Do you all agree to this? Sure, absolutely. Great. Yeah, that happens. Uh, you feel their warmth, you feel their gratitude, and you feel their sadness after. A long enough moment, the the group hug kind of breaks, and Walker puts his hand on Schmidt's shoulder, and he says, Grandson, promise me that no matter what happens, you stay true to your own path. How do I respond to this? That is up to you. Um, Grandson thinks a little soon. Haven't digested that yet. Sure. And then Schmidt's going to like like pinch like one of his fingers and like take it off him and it's like this is a little much and then he's like i'm going to be who i am regardless walker nods as if he approves of that response jinga being the socially awkward guy that he is gives a really just forced thumbs up and a smile uh and tomatoma um she waves gently she seems exhausted and she reminds everyone that they are welcome to come back whenever they like, despite the trek that it may be. And if you have no further business, you may begin to leave Meteor Falls. You've been here IRL since October, so it's it's been a, it's been a while. Crazy. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, yeah I we've been here forever. Because we went on that hiatus, it's been four months out of game. <laughs> you've you've oh, been man. in a cave, dog. Um, the real Before question we is, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to change your clothes. Absolutely. Um, in fact, I invite everyone, if they want to take five minutes to just brainstorm, um, Draconid textile outfit swaps, if you want, or accessories. Yeah. Um, okay. What would Draconid overalls look like? Draconid overalls. They look like something. Well, like what what color pattern like palette does the draconids use? Um, mostly earth tones, and then green, an emerald green, haha, emerald, and like splashes of yellow and red. It's Rayquaza colors combined with with the earthen colors of uh of the surrounding. Oh my cave. God, I get Rayquaza overalls. Sure, yeah. 
and a yellow shirt. This is I'm like in. exactly Elodie's style. That's perfect. Yep. Sarcasm, if you couldn't. Yeah, tell. I think my alpha <laughs> changes are literally just going to be change the color of the shirt and the overalls, and then it's yeah. the same. Reminder: you don't have to have a whole outfit change. You could just get an accessory, or you could do nothing. But we have to fit the scene, though. It's season I'll four. I feel like we've done I mean, an outfit it's swap it's every time. season. So full on wants yeah, like a lorekeeper outfit. Lorekeeper outfit, like the, the cloak, the hood, everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dude. Schmidt, you absolutely uh, are entitled to that. We'll say that previously when you were going over like Lorekeeper stuff and maybe you were tending to yourself while the, while the other party members were doing other things that were waking up, taking naps and stuff, um, you were gifted a tattered cloak um, that has like a, a feathered collar seemingly with like thick black feathers at, at, the, at the neck. Um, you were given like draconid sandals if you wish. You can you can wear those as well as like a tight fitting unbuttoned like uh, black top made out of some. It seems like tanned Pokemon skin of some sort, probably a dragon type as it has like a scaly texture to it. Um, and then whatever pants you want as well. But that is uh, Walker described to you previously that at least the cloak belonged to the lore keeper that was before Zinnia. Yeah. Schmidt throws all that on. Hell yeah. Dope cloak. I'm just going to be. Requazo colored overalls. Um, then do it. You roll, roll a dice, Schmidt. Roll a dice. Roll a dice. Just a d twenty. Yep. Uh, nine. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to roll again? No, I don't. I don't. I'm, <laughs> you I'm, sounded disappointed. No, I'm, I'm not disappointed. I need to make a calculation. Um, you can add this to your inventory. This is uh the Lorekeeper's cloak, and it has an effect. While you are at full HP, while Schmidt is at full HP, Schmidt gets an additional plus one to stealth. Just stealth. Sick. <laughs> I was going to continue, but I was like, it's a nine. <laughs> I think that's fine. Yeah, that's a nine. <laughs> yeah. Schmidt gets the Lorekeeper outfit. Uh, Gimli gets Rayqu- like really loud Rayquaza overalls, just really kind of kind of gross. For, yeah. Uh, Cindy and Elodie, do you have any fashion updates? I'm thinking uh, they have Give options here. Like, what what are we? Um, so you're not gonna find like like hoodies or like t-shirts. You're gonna find practical clothing, and you're gonna find like kind of maybe not armor, but like kind of casual, casual warrior. That's not a thing, but like, you know, like, like, like something you'd wear if you went to go hunt in the cave, right? Like it's not really armor, but it has flexibility and mobility and it like doesn't nothing baggy, um, but also nothing that exposes too much skin besides your arms. Cause you need uh flexibility for that. So simple stuff not really anything with graphics on it there might be like the draconid pattern that's very geometric but besides that um earthy tones dark colors and then rayquaza accents basically cindy might opt for a pair of pants rather than her shorts so she has her hoodie instead of her denim shorts so like her hoodie that she has and then like pants like like down to the ankle pants i mean if they have capris i feel like they should wear capris they in fact do um, they they don't call them capris, of course, but they are pants that are like three quarters. Cropped pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you may do that. Any particular color out of the options? Uh, Probably something dark, but up to you. I was thinking of like dice rolling it. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. What yeah, yeah, yeah. I roll? Um, D6. Roll a D6. One. One. They are just black. Okay. They have pretty surprisingly reasonable pockets, though, which is kind of nice. Oh, real pockets? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, anything else? Accessories? I think that's it. Okay. Elodie. The, I was going to say maybe the most fashionable of the group, probably. She has the best aesthetic, at least, or sense, aesthetic sense. Right. Uh, she does have a very particular aesthetic that I'm struggling to make work with this right now. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I guess because I was like, Eleni needs her gauntlets from the AI story. <laughs> no way. But I, I just think that's funny. Yeah. If she, maybe, maybe just a casual a warrior. Pair of gloves, so. Right? Yeah. Casual warrior. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Some... Like Wonder Woman bracers. Right? Too true. So, Too true. full gloves are an option. Uh, fingerless gloves are an option. Pretty popular with trainers, but also convenient for holding weapons. Um, and as is, you could do bracers also. As far as like full on like gauntlets, like Vi from League of Legends, you will <laughs> not find that. <laughs> no, that's fair. I, I, think, I think a casual option would be better, anyways. Uh, Hmm, fingerless gloves or bracers? I like the fingerless glove idea. Let's go with that. Sure, you can do that. Um, any thoughts on color or pattern or anything? Um, I'm gonna doubt they have anything floral. No. Um, if there's any, like a, a, yeah, a green would probably be fine. Okay, you can do that. As far as like styles or like patterns, that isn't just colors. They have the again the kind of geometric art kind of style and then you can also get like a scaly style scaly scaly like, yeah Ooh. scaly gloves yeah that could actually be really cool scaly green gloves love why it. not Ooh. love it great outfit update you love to see it it's been a minute yeah we did Fortree, we did mauville and we did here did we do another one i think that was it i think that was it yeah yeah it's about time. Get some get some goodies. Okay. Um, True. Anything else that you want to do with Draconid Village before you depart? Um, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um, just curious about the logistics of the Altaria. Like, mm-hmm. how big is it? It is roughly forty pounds. Um, the bag is bigger than it weighs. Like, if that makes sure. sense. Like, visually, like, it looks big, but it's all fluff, as an Altaria trainer is probably familiar with. Be super sick if we had a wagon right now. <laughs> do can, do they wagon. have a wagon? <laughs> um, they Classic Draconid wagons. Yeah, not really. Wheels are not really a Draconid thing, um, unfortunately. They have carts and things that they use to move large objects, but nothing that would be as convenient as a wagon. Okay. Okay. So... If that's all, my next question for you is what direction do you go? If you're exiting this chamber, there seem to be three possible vectors. One, there's a big-ass hole where the mountain used to be um, that is in the shape of a giant tyranitar that leads out to the rocky cliffs that you could potentially sweep around the mountain because at this point, you're close to sea level. You're not, like, high. Um, Speaking of high and ascending you could take the very very long staircase the same way you entered uh your third option is to fly through the ceiling as there are little meteor holes riddled through the ceiling or perhaps you have another idea that i haven't mentioned that i'm completely open to you know i kind of want to take a look out the mountain hole the mountain hole see if, 
so we can at least yeah. like gather maybe what happened there or if we saw the mountain move a direction mm-hmm. sure um yeah you are welcome to navigate north um a little the the elders seem a little perplexed that you would choose that direction except for walker walker's like confident because walker's like oh they know what they're doing um tomatoma is just kind of i'm going back to sleep and jenga is suspicious not suspicious he's just like why why did they go that way um whoever is leading which i'm assuming is schmidt can roll me a perception check rolling the dice a perception that is a 18 18 nice the first thing that schmidt notices is how fucking cool his cloak is uh he's just kind of like he can see out of his peripheral like just the thick like draconic black feathers that are around his collar are so sick they surely belong to a pokemon but it might uh take some research to find out what pokemon those feathers were stripped from anyways uh he notices from his regular vision not his peripheral that he is really just on a big old cliff uh he can turn to his left and there's enough space for like one or two people to walk and then it just descends into the ocean there are seabirds flying all over the place um there are you can see some fishy pokemon in the water and among them among them pretty close below schmidt are two pokemon that are having a quarrel uh roll a d100 81 81 okay cool there are two pokemon in the water probably like 50 feet uh, below schmidt under his feet um and they are two large blue winged serpentine pokemon and their mouths are agape and they are roaring and they are kind of smashing their faces into each other um and schmidt feels like this is kind of a departure from the battle scene I just described. <laughs> Schmidt feels like he, based on his situation, he rolled a good perception check. He is probably at the far northwest corner of the Hoenn region. Okay. That is what you see. There are paths that can go I... east and west. That okay. are. Can I roll an additional perception yes. on the hole specifically? The hole itself, like... yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call that investigation because you're like sussing out a specific thing. Okay. Investigation. I am proficient in that. Mm -hmm. What's funny, I just want a quick commentary. The investigation Mm -hmm. thing was um something that we did in session zero as a it was like a Johto trait. No, it was history. Oh, history was the Johto trait. Never mind. Yeah. I I was just thinking it's just so appropriate for Schmidt with like his sus list, having like investigation and potentially insight being things that he is like familiar yeah, with yeah. I and think it's funny the history thing because he's a lore keeper and yeah. it's like session zero you're just like oh by the way you're proficient in history yeah 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 no reason maybe it'll come up <laughs> just your proficient history and i'm just like all right hell yeah i believe you <laughs> anyways uh, yeah what'd you roll that was an 18 another 18 look at you go well it was natural 14 but i have a plus four proficiency modifier cool what are you trying to figure out about the mountain hole uh where the fuck did it go you rolled high enough to know um, you mm-hmm. are looking around and you look up and you can see that there are giant handprints and footprints belonging to Tyranitar that are ascending the Meteor Falls mountain um, far beyond your eye can see. Because as, as I said, as of currently, you're, you're at sea level, basically. You're very close to sea level. So it's like at the top of the mountain, apparently. That's what the tracks look like. Um, do we investigate? Do we report? Do we ignore? Is it not our problem? 
group would like some feedback? Um, I mean, do you think the mountain just like lives in this hole all the time? Like, probably he's got stuff to do, right? He's got like a to do list. <laughs> he probably has stuff. To do. I love that. I'm picturing got groceries like, to pick yeah, up, bro. like a shopping bag, <laughs> <laughs> a little notebook that he has to put on his bifocals to read the list. That's so funny. <laughs> I okay. No, I'm. I'm I. I think your feedback is great. That's what, I just. I just love that statement. I got stuff to do, bro. I agree. I, like I think he's really doing. Out. stuff. I don't know if that's our concern. Uh, it's, we're not too far away from the village. Can we just double back and just ask? Sure. Yeah, you can do that quickly. My anxiety is mountain like here. loose and does something to the deoxys bubble. Oh, sure, sure, sure. sure. Um, sure, do, you, do you have an elder in mind, or you just want to ask any of them the first one you see? Um, first one I see, probably not going to be Tomatoma. Um, I'm tired, I don't want to bother. Correct, it's Jenga, because as I said earlier, he was kind of suspicious as to why you were leaving that way. And the first thing he says before you say anything is, uh, that's not the way out. Yeah, I know that. Um, I was just wanting to look at the the hole where the 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 giant thing was. Do you know anything about that? Jenga says, oh, yeah, the mountain. Uh, yeah, what was your question? Where the fuck? Uh, Jenga True. chuckles, and he says, the mountain abides by his own schedule. Uh, they'll be back at some point. He's got okay. stuff to do. <laughs> he, he, he has stuff to do. He, okay. has, stuff to he do. has stuff to do. <laughs> he truly has stuff. Very I busy. Love that He's got him, more honestly. people to fight. Ooh, okay. um, I'm gonna roll a d4 and see who I get to roll this. Um, Elodie, roll a d20. Epic. It was it was a natural twenty. No way, you're joking. I'm literally not. Okay. Um, based on where you are standing, uh, an event happened like three days ago in this exact position. Um, and Elodie turns her head and looks over the horizon, and there's a small little pink pink speck just like as far as the eye can see and Elodie's cut sees it and it is getting bigger and bigger very quickly um it is probably about like 14 or 15 feet above her head and then all of a sudden zooming over the Paco's head and into the chamber is the nose of a nose pass just flying through the air um and it's and it collides into the back wall with a big <laughs> boom right where the stairs are and it seems to stop moving wild <laughs> <laughs> the nose nose it took out the stairs it didn't did take, it take out it, it did not take out the stairs it left an oh. impact by the stairs okay is homeboy okay <laughs> homeboy's Homeboy been dead for a while that's just his nose um, um oh it was just the nose yeah jenga seems like unperturbed uh strangely mm. he's like oh yeah this happened a lot <laughs> we just have a pile of noses uh, I was about to say, yeah, Elodie, pick up the nose because you can use it as a compass with your map. Does it still work after it's dead? Are you going to check it out? I mean, I it could have flown to... I don't know if the stairs are at north. Stairs are south. No. Oh. The, the stairs are south, correct. Mm-hmm. But you still check? Yeah, let's check it out. Let's let's see. Elodie, give me an investigation on the nose. Gotcha. The nose. Oh, that is a 21. 21. 
that is very good. Um, LED notices two things. One, um, the nose is like constantly wriggling, which is a little unusual for nose paths, which are known to always face north. Um, it's the other thing she notices is that it's very heavy and among the wriggling on the back side of the nose, she can see a very small little stone, pretty much like a round stick figure just kind of poking out and it has a really small, stupid face. And it seems as if nose pass is somehow with magnetism reforming its body very slowly. Um, okay, cool. Just like Deoxys, am I right? <laughs> the real alien threat was a nose pass all nose pass the whole time. Well, that's cool. I'm going to leave it be. Okay. It is approximately 150 pounds, so it would, it's probably a good call. Yeah. I don't think I can carry that, unfortunately. Well, now you're all the way back by the stairs, but you're welcome to go back out through the mountain hole as well, or fly through the ceiling, or something else I haven't even thought of. Stairs. Stairs? Stairs. Any, any doubters? Your fearless leader has spoken. We must follow the fearless leader. Great. Um, Is it just four? There's just four of you. Um, one, two, three. Does our box work right now? You haven't tried. I would like to try the box. Okay. Gimli's the keeper of the box. Do you do you share the box link with Schmidt? Of course. Yep. It does not work. Eh. Sick. Okay. I can't fly everyone out of here. So mm. stairs are our only option. Mm. And everyone's on board? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Since we are at the point of exiting, I would like to roll call if anyone has any Pokemon out with them. I'm assuming Quacko's out. Not always. Okay. Who else? It's Aubergine in the basket. Uh, yes, Aubergine is in the basket, but the the gourd is away from Aubergine. Correct. And Cabbage is out as well. Great. Cindy, Gimli. Um, I have Everton Balls, uh, Trevor, uh, Bean, Lasagna, and who's the last one? Um, who did I recall last? Lebowski. Cool. Is anyone out with you or no? No. Okay. Cindy. All of my Pokemon are away. Okay. Including the recently caught uh, Larvastar. Great. So that means I think I sent Fang to the box. That's correct. Yes. So while the Pokelink that Lynette gave you doesn't work here, um, it seems like the Pokeball sent to cyberspace range is a little bit bigger. Yeah. So I have solely Cookie, Larvastar. I think that's it. Right? Do we have three or four? Uh, you have four at this point. I think then Izzy is the other one I have because I sent Fang to the... Great. Yeah, I was more curious if anyone was out traveling with you, but party recap is good as well. Um, yeah. Without struggle, yeah. the Quacko Paco, without their fifth member for a long time, ascend the stairs. A, a, f- a few stairs up, they pass the funny nose pass crater, and it seems like Scarlet has already kind of like run over and is assessing the situation and how she may help to patch it up. They send the stairs for a while. This is a, a very dramatic, steep set of stairs, and they get to the top. Despite it being around a, a afternoon, uh, it is at this point that the cave becomes quite dark again. Uh, does the party press forward? Did I send Cookie out to provide some light? I kind of ask the the party. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. 
cookies out. You do that. Cookie's light in her new form is a little more glowing. It's a little brighter, a little more ambient. There's a little more light that you can see. Uh, Cindy, roll a d20. The nat 20. Let's go. <laughs> uh, very pog. There, you're walking down the tunnel, and you get to the point where when you're entering Meteor Falls, there were three separate paths. Um, the one that is currently to your right is where you met Zavo and all the spiders, and then the one currently to your left is where there was a cave of bones and where Bean went to evolve. And directly ahead of you, there's one pretty straight path forward that follows a river, a natural river that is somehow from the top of the cave. Who knows where it comes from? In front of you, there are four... Sorry, five Pokemon that are all kind of familiar, and they're standing in your path, not necessarily aggressively, but they're standing there. There are three Pokemon that are floating, and they look like things that you'd see if you looked up at the sky. There is a rocky Pokemon with a shell. There's a rocky Pokemon that looks like the moon. There's a rocky Pokemon that looks like the sun. Um, the moon and the sun and the, other, and the other, all three of them aren't particularly expressive. There are two more Pokemon that are familiar. One of them is intimately familiar with Cindy. There is a massive towering Agron holding a little baby Aeron. And those two have expressions, especially the Agron. And the Agron looks at the Paco and gives a bow. And the three other rock-type Pokemon kind of float around the Paco excitedly, and they part ways and clear the path in front of you. I didn't expect that. We've gained the respect of the mountain Pokemon. Let's go. That's sick. Okay. They all, they cool. all seem very, very reverent <laughs> of the Paco. Hmm. And it almost seems as if at least a few of them would be willing to escort you. Oh, sick. Would Do you, you want an escort, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, Mother Agron and her child she is carrying stomp off. They stomp away across the river. Um, the three floating rock Pokemon excitedly kind of circle around you and guide you pretty swiftly without incident to the top of the waterfall in the heart of Meteor Falls. Um, nothing sketchy or bad is happening because you have really generous escorts who live here. Um, you are faced with a new challenge, and that is descending this waterfall that you ascended before. Um, it's a pretty steep drop. It's about 60 feet. What is your plan to descend it? I'm going to have to relay it. Unless Gimli thinks he can. I can carry three. Gimli, you could find your way down on your own. Yeah. If not, I'll have to send someone back up for you. No, that's reasonable. I can do that. Okay. Okay. Thanks again to your Rocky Guardians that Cindy encountered while leading the party out of Dragonhead Village. Um, there are no threats to you, which is fantastic. And Altaria can successfully carry everyone and their belongings safely down without incident. Now you're at a crossroads. To your left, you see the path that you entered where there's a cave entrance and where you previously met uh, Wes, the Unovan merchant with his shiny bouffalant. There is a path that you have not taken that is south. And you can see that you could, there's some muddy, sandy slopes that kind of interact with the river that is here and leads to a new path that you haven't been to. It is now the Paco's time to decide which path they are taking. Are they going south or are they going east? What does the, the map say? Like, where would the south one take us? Uh, does any party members know? Like, uh, uh, above table, potentially? Above Only table, they have somebody I know, with a sure. map. Yeah, above table you guys can share. I, just, I feel like I don't have to describe this necessarily. 
it's fun if you yeah, guys discover uh, it a little. We want to go south. Cool. South goes to uh, next gym, and then we can swoop back around back to Malville. And maybe we'll be far enough away from Deoxys to telecommunicate with uh, Kaz and find Sam. It is an option. Mm-hmm. Great. An option I agree with. Yeah. We should check the local hospital in that town if possible, too, and see if Sam's there. Like, just check and see if Sam's there. Sure. That you absolutely may. Fair. Uh, you do that. The party decides to head south. There are some slippery, sandy slopes that are kind of muddy, and I will request the people make really basic dexterity checks. Uh, DC 8 for each human. Gotta roll some dice every now and then. Okay. I have passed. I have Next passed. Passed. <laughs> okay. Um, what did you say the DC was? Eight. Okay. Uh, so like a twenty-one would. Uh, <laughs> uh... Okay. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, absolutely. Um, everyone descends the sandy slopes without issue. Um, as Schmidt is descending, he can hear. You know what? Sorry, not Schmidt. As the group is descending, um, Cindy hears a roar from deep in the cave that isn't threatening. It sounds like the roar of like a, a, a child Pokemon, and she recognizes it to sound similar to one of the Pokemon that she has, and she kind of smiles about it because she's reminded of a Pokemon that she caught not too long ago. Um, they make it out of the cave. And for the first time in days, the better part of a week, the Quacko Paco is exposed to just raw noon sunlight. And man, is it bright. It is kind of a lot. For the next few minutes, uh, the party is going to have a harder time making perception checks and potentially other checks that involve sight because their eyes are adjusting right now. It is rough. They are on. Route 115. You can't see particularly well. You can't see too far, but you're kind of standing at where the mountain meets kind of more regular grassland. It's pretty pleasant. There's still meteoric impacts around you, kind of cratering the soil. There's lots and lots of flying type Pokemon around here, lots of birds chirping in the air. Um, a particular type of bird, like a bluish and red bird, and their their flocks are kind of all over the place. They seem to be native to Hoenn. You also hear the sound of the ocean. You are uh, very, very close to the Western Hoenn Ocean, and there are sandy beaches pretty close below you where there are athletic people and Pokemon doing exercises and running around and trying to get all fit on this on this nice, nice day. Um, there is a gentle sliding slope that leads to a grassy kind of terrain, and just off in the distance, even though you can't see very well, you'll undoubtedly see a city skyline in the daytime. Is there any plan of action on this route, or are we all simply proceeding? Proceeding. Okay. Yep. I'm going to propose something. When we all leveled up most recently, what level were we? Let's find out. Where's my level? Nine. Nine. Yes. You all should be nine. Yep. Yeah. Um, you are all good enough trainers and you're familiar enough with your preferred types that on any new route you encounter um you are welcome to make rolls just to see what the wildlife is that corresponds with your preferred type i'm not saying you have to 
But I just want to remind you here and now, because I haven't talked about it before, that is something that you may do if you are interested. Uh, That being said, you don't have to. And I need who hasn't rolled an encounter thing yet. I need Gimli to roll a d20. 19. 19. Ooh, very good. Along the way, as you guys are walking with sun in your eyes, kind of squinting, and you can't see some of you got your hands like over your eyebrows because it's so bright and so annoying. I imagine uh, Schmidt might have his cloak pulled up over his face or who knows. Um, there is a voice of a small girl uh, who is off, off to your left, more or less in the grass. And she says, excuse me, and very kind of insisting and uh, maybe almost persistent or rude tone. Um, she says, trainers over here. What are you? Stop walking. Do you take a look at her? No, keep walking. Yeah. I'm not going to look. I'm going to look. <laughs> okay. Um, there is a small girl, maybe school aged, uh, elementary school age. She's probably like six years old. And she has a really ramshackled makeshift table. And there are lots and lots of goods in boxes. And she is wearing a very funny outfit that is like primarily like brown and green. And she's wearing a sash that has little badges on it. And she says, you almost missed me. I'm Daisy. I'm a pokey scout. And I need you to buy some of my cookies now. And on her table, there is a small star-shaped pink Pokemon with little brown ears. And it is oh so very cute. I will absolutely buy cookies from this child (laughs) great daisy is delighted she says give me all you got (laughs) i'm kidding this will just be five pokey dollars per box not a robbery five pokey dollars is a reasonable price i will buy a box of cookies you do that please remove five pokey dollars from your inventory and include a box of pokey scout cookies what flavors do they have uh they have it seems that daisy only carries one particular flavor um and it is uh pokey scout flavor it is very ambiguous it is strangely gives you no information and there's a picture of a cookie on the box and it just kind of looks like a plain brown cookie there's nothing on the box that would suggest anything about what it tastes like i'm gonna try no thin mints uh does schmidt ask this no okay <laughs> schmidt's like looming in the corner yeah like he's got his hood up he's like back to the rest of whatever's going on you said you try one elodie yes okay roll a d20 another nat 20 you're okay. insane you're okay you're, yeah, okay you're cracked Rigged. um elodie. i need a video of you putting those dice in salt water <laughs> elodie what does that do if it's weighted it'll put the yeah. weighted side up oh that makes sense that's news to me. Elodie takes a bite of the ambiguously titled Pokey Scout cookie. And with her baker's sense, um, and the sweetest thing she's tasted in several days, she is able to determine exactly, without a shadow of a doubt, each individual ingredient that is in the cookie. Um, she tastes a nut butter of some sort without question there's sugar there's oil there's salt um i'm not going to go too in depth but these are roughly your equivalent of the real world girl scout cookies of tagalons they um are less appetizing looking but they are basically peanut butter cookies 
and they're pretty good. Elodie knows in the back of her head she could definitely do better, but for their purpose <laughs> and for their fundraising purposes, seemingly, unless Daisy's really con artist, um, it, they're, they're worth it for the price. I will thank her for the delicious cookies. Great. Tell her good luck on her business ventures. Daisy says, thank you. You make a young aunt, aunt, uh, entrepreneur like me so happy. And her little baby Pokemon that's with her looks at you and actually makes a roll. Nope, it tried. Um, this little baby star-shaped Pokemon locked eyes with Elodie and tried to perform an attack of some sort. And it makes a face that is like it's trying too hard to look really cute. And in turn, it looks kind of ugly. It puts on kind of a smirk. And it's like it's like when you smile too long and your face hurts. It looks like that this little Cleffa um, is experiencing that moment right now. It's a little unsettling. Does it's the straight up? Yeah, Does it uncurl. Let me roll for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, as it is focusing intensely, um, trying to perform baby doll eyes unsuccessfully, um, it gets so frustrated and its forehead gets so tense that the curl of the tuft of hair on its face on its forehead just starts to extend and lengthen. And then all of a sudden, it's got like a, a, a little, uh, I'm not going to say erection. It, it has a, it has like a, a, a pole of hair sure, that, that is focused Um <laughs> from its forehead and this cleffa has seemingly unfurled itself and daisy looks very embarrassed and she says no 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 put that away <laughs> yes perfect um at first daisy was beckoning you all to come buy her cookies and now she cannot wait for you to leave <laughs> be embarrassed a child <laughs> let's go another achievement for the quacko paco embarrassing children very good Nothing Very but good. W's today. Embarrassing um, children, setting children on fire, not being able to push over Kidnapping a child. children. Kidnapping children. We're killing it. As the Quacko Paco descends down the hill, they are acknowledging and noticing that they're starting to see more and more varieties of people. Just There's just more people around. They've been seeing the same people in Dragonite Village for so long. Um, and they also notice that their expressions are not the same as the Quacko Pacos. Um, it seems that they have not have had an incident such as them. Everyone has either neutral or positive expressions, and it almost seems like that everyone that they've been crossing paths with was more or less oblivious or didn't fully understand what had happened, what the Quacko Paco has experienced the past couple nights. So uh, something to note for the party, I suppose. As they descend, they come across the grassy hills rolling into a city street and there's a sign to their left as they are approaching in a southern direction well they're sorry they're from the north as they approach southwards they see a sign that says welcome to bustling rustboro city um Roxanne's calling. <laughs> uh rustboro city is one of the largest cities in the Hoenn region, as could have been determined from Elodie's map. Um, it is out of the cities they've been to, it is junior to Mauville. Uh, it seems like this is a place of business. Uh, it seems that this is perhaps the main hub of industry in the Hoenn region. And there is a particularly imposing, massive skyscraper pretty close to the northwestern corner. Um, there's a big old sign at the top of it that says Devon, D E V O N. 
as they continue to look around, they see shops, they see apartments, they see a school with lots of young trainers milling about. They see a gym. Or do they have any plans of business? Uh, there's much, much more things in the city than I described, but you are in Rustboro City. It is about noon. What do you want to do? Yeah, Schmidt sees all the business and he feels simultaneously more at ease and stressed out at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a shocking similarity between this city and Goldenrod City. Not only is its continental position basically identical to their region, but the population size is about the same. Even the, the infrastructure looks like pretty much the same. Um, Schmidt feels pretty cozy here. Okay. Um, I say group up at the Pokemon Center. Said it was like afternoonish when we were leaving, right? Correct. It's it's still so afternoon. It's, I wouldn't describe it as evening yet. Yeah, yeah. Is um, there a hospital in town? Um, yes, there is medical services adjacent to the Pokemon Center. Yeah, head there. Head there to walk first. in and be like, "Hey, uh, I don't. I mean, Sam. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's your first plan. Is straight to the hospital looking yep. for Sam." Uh, you do that yeah you enter the person hospital which is uh, apparently connected through the inside to the pokemon center and there is a receptionist and she looks at you all and she assesses you you can tell she performs somewhat of an ocular pat down in the sense she's looking for injuries she may observe that you're tired but she doesn't necessarily observe what exactly you're here for so therefore she asks hello what brings you here today i say hey um we had a friend that had a little incident and uh, we got separated from. Was there someone that came through here recently with like a head injury? Like a rock had flown through their eye. Um, got in by a with Alakazam, a rough looking Alakazam. Uh, at first, when you say head injury, the receptionist kind of looks like oh, like she doesn't say anything, but it seems like that's something that's pretty common and that she won't be able to, to determine much from that. But when you uh, describe a rock through the eye, her eyes kind of like look um, very what's the word uh, surprised, and she says, "Well, we we do have you know we we take care of a lot of patients with head injuries, as happens in a very industrious city. People need to remember to wear their hard hats." She says as a little aside. Um, she says, but we haven't had anyone come in with a with a foreign object like a rock in their in their eye. Uh, does I'm sorry. Can I help any any more? OK, that's simultaneously good and bad news at the same time. So. <laughs> um, no, we I think that's all we needed. Need. Thank you very much. Yeah, she says, absolutely. Let me know if you need anything. OK, thank you. You exit the hospital as you exit the hospital. There are a group of teenagers walking by, and one of them is holding a very funny-looking Pokemon in the air. Uh, it looks like a Pokemon with a rocky carapace, and it has a set of six feathers on either side of its body. It has big old rocky claws and has really funny-looking stock eyes. And uh, there's this group of two boys, perhaps teenagers, say no way i can't believe you actually got that rock to come to life and then the other kid says look at it it's so cool i never thought i'd seen anorith before and this little funny little bug rocky pokemon is kind of like it looks kind of confused but also satisfied they they are crossing your path that's the immediate thing that you see as you exit the hospital but my next question would be what is next for the pack up do we have any fossils 
Yes. Uh, mine was an egg. <laughs> no, no, no. You have a fossil. Cindy's correct. Uh, I do. You're right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Bring okay. it to life. True. The fin fossil. Yeah. Mystery fin fossil. Let's get it identified. Yeah. Maybe above table, you know where it is, but uh, in table, perhaps not. But this might be your perfect opportunity to determine. Ask the kid. The kid. Why not ask the person who like works at the place? No, oh, we asking don't know. the kid where it is. Okay. I thought he just came from there. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. No, okay. Fine. Huh? I don't have a good track record with teenagers. Somebody, somebody else is gonna have to ask the kid. Oi! <laughs> you think I have a good track record with kids? Hello, kid. <laughs> As I am a fellow, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> Cindy do is that? a fellow kid. Did yeah, we Cindy, forget? Cindy, go go over and talk to the fellow kid. <laughs> hey, hey, ask hey. Them to with your kind. That, that's a cool Pokemon. Where'd you make the rock come alive? <laughs> this is Cindy. Yes, I love that. That's hilarious. Um. Yeah, despite how awkward Cindy asked this, it's almost like the teenager is like, they have a rapport automatically. It just works. Um, and this 14-year-old guy is like, oh, yeah, uh, we went to the, the Devon building, and on the second floor, they got all these scientists, and then the friend who's with them is like, but they're going to check what you're there for, and they need to know how many badges you have. Oh, how many badges do you guys have? They look at each other, and they say, we each have one badge. Oh, sick, sick, sick. That's not a problem. Thank you. They say, of course. And the big, weird, shrimpy guy gives you a really funny-looking wave. The way his stock eyes are set up, it looks like he's looking in every direction at once. <laughs> I I wave really, like, as close as I can get without being, like, super awkward, because I know this is already awkward, but, like, hi! Like, reach my hand out all the way D20. towards him. Hi, D20. Buddy. D20. D20. Oh, goodness. <laughs> D20 right now. <laughs> I don't know why the way you said that got me. You, know, you, better, you better roll that freaking D20. D20, D20, D20 13. Right now. 13? 13. Okay, yeah. No no ill consequences here. The Anorith kind of waves back. And again, you're like looking at it, and like it's never not making eye contact with you. It's kind of unnerving. Um, it is, just no matter how you look at it, it's looking at your eyes. If you saw it from behind, it'd be looking at your eyes. So It's a wild. He's so friend-shaped. He has a cool little guy kind of is that's a good point what's next for the paco to the devon corporation i like walk backwards towards the rest of the group giving like the teens finger guns and like rejoin the group yeah <laughs> yeah the flavor um it, uh pulls his hood over his head even further so no one can see his face <laughs> um this probably won't come up, but for any social checks with Cindy involving anyone younger than 18, she will have an advantage um, for the rest of the day. And for anyone older than 18, she will have disadvantage. Uh, Cindy's cool. He's like, no. how do you do fellow kids? Uh, no cap. Cindy Bussin. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. I'm too old oh, to yo, make a joke. No cap for real, for real on God, oh, yeah. where you get that rock boy from. <laughs> yeah. that's exactly. Can I retcon that that's what Cindy said? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no cap, Yo, for real, for real. Where'd you get that rock boy from? He'd be bussin' bussin'. Yeah. <laughs> Schmidt's like, I didn't know Cindy was bilingual. Yeah, <laughs> well, these, these kids, my, my son used to talk like that all the time. I hope he still doesn't. Sick. Hope he gave that's that up bro. for his travels. <laughs> that's lit, bro. That's lit, bro. That's no idea what he ever said. It, it's a moment of realization for the Paco as they, you know, they've been a party for a few weeks now. 
and um, they have come to they faced many incredible challenges, whether it was the burial of many people, whether it was fighting a turned pumpkin, whether it was exploring the magma energy hideout and then dealing with Deoxys. They've been dealing with some real life shit and they all kind of realize in this moment that Cindy is really, really a child <laughs> still, which is a little <laughs> unnerving. A lot, of, a lot of trauma for a child to experience. Um, and she's just like, yeah, finger guts almost died six times. Uh, because we have my some... grandparents are still missing. Hell yeah! <laughs> because we have some focus on Cindy, I would like everyone besides Cindy to roll a history check real quick. Oh, oh, oh! I'm proficient in that. Oh, very good. I'm, so... <laughs> I'm enjoying this fat eight. Yeah, that's I'm a playing... that's a fat twenty two. Okay, right oh, there. My God, the lore keeper. <laughs> the lore keeper. Elodie, what'd you that's get? True. Fat four. Fat four. Okay. Huge. One moment. Huge four. <laughs> uh, I used a different dice. Oh. Schmidt. The not ranked dice. <laughs> oh, we don't we don't get to know about history. Let's go. Schmidt. Oh, no. Um oh. you remember that Cindy's birthday is in two days. Oh shit. Cool. Um cool. everyone is marching over to the Devon Corporation, the largest building in town, and they all notice, as they walk by, a familiar building, a Pokemon Mart. Perhaps they might go there later. They approach the largest building in town, and there are large men in suits and sunglasses standing at the doors. Uh, do they, does the party decide to enter? Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden feel not appropriately dressed for this. <laughs> Schmidt is starting to look more and more like a fantasy hero, so it's it's you know it's not entirely out of place for Pokemon trainers to dress a little zany. I mean, you guys have seen some trainers that wear the equivalent to the fursuits. They'll wear like Charizard outfits, and people refer to them as Pokemaniacs. So it's it's not the weirdest thing these people have ever seen. Um, but for a formal office building, it is a little funny. But maybe Schmidt is only self conscious because of his past. I don't know. That's up to him to decide. That's probably it. Does everyone enter? Yeah, Cindy's wearing pants instead of shorts. That's already an upgrade. That's true. That's already a little more professional. Um, you enter the Devon Corporation. You are in the lobby. What a fantastic building. The tiles are squeaky clean. There's a big glass circle in front of you. It's like the walkway is made of glass, and below it, it looks like someone just put a fossil bed. There is just... Uh, so much geology happening below your feet and on the walls there are photographs of rock formations and mountains and things that Gimli would probably be pretty into. There's a receptionist at a large round desk in front of the glass circle who is talking on the phone using a headset. She says, you know the president's schedule. He won't be able to see you today. And then she notices that you have all entered. And she says, hold on, I'll have to put you on hold. And she gets your attention and she says, welcome in. I'm assuming you're trainers. Welcome to the Devon Corporation. What can I do for you today? Uh, fossil ship. Fossil ship? I believe ship? we're looking for floor two. For some fossil stuff. They say, oh, very well, geologic and uh, other scientific studies. I will need to know as trainers how many badges you possess. Three? Three. Three. I think three. Do you flash them? Do you show them? Yeah. 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 Okay. You all whip out your matching sets of badges, some of them stored more carefully than others. 
And the receptionist says, very well, you may go on ahead. And there is an elevator and there's a set of stairs, each guarded by a man in a suit with sunglasses. They all look eerily similar. They're all big, strong, bald, and they kind of all look the same. They just have slightly different skin tones. All right, cool. Let's go up these stairs. Up the stairs, you go. You enter what is funnily basically just an office. Uh, There are cubicles everywhere, but for some reason, this office is also somewhat of an attraction. There are people in lab coats running about, uh, and there is a pair of scientists who are fiddling with very, very interesting-looking machines. One of them happens to have crazy wild hair and big Coke bottle glasses, and he is joined by a Pokemon that is made of metal and looks like a bell. Uh, The other one is standing there, and he is a little more well-kept, but he also somewhat looks like a mad scientist, but just a little more put together. And standing beside him is a Pokemon that looks like Jingus Tyrantrum, if it were small. It seems like they oh. might have an idea of what you are here for, but they are busy. Do you approach them? Uh, I will leave a fossil man to take point on this one. Oh, yeah. No approach him. Very good. Okay, great. What do you say um, as you approach? These two are having a conversation currently. So you may interrupt or you may listen. That is up to you. Um, I mean, I would probably just interrupt, honestly. Okay, you do that. What do you say? Boy, I got a fossil here. I heard you boys can revive it for me. They turn around and the more calm looking one looks very pleased. And the mad scientist looking one looks very disappointed. And the calm looking one says, yes, please come here. My name is Gerald. I'm the resident scientist for fossil resurrection. Welcome. Welcome to the Devon Corporation. What kind of fossil do you have for me? Um, It's got like a weird fin shape on it. I don't I, I'm not an expert, so I wouldn't know what it is. But do you hand it to him to investigate? Yes. Yep. You do that. Gerald, the scientist, takes a look and he says, oh, without a doubt, this is a sail fossil belonging to the Pokemon whose geologic record has been primarily found in the Kalos region. This is the fossil of an Amora. Would you like it to be revived? That would be fantastic. He says, very well. And he eagerly um, takes your fossil and puts it in this funny looking machine. It reminds you of an egg incubator, but like much, much larger. And he places it in. And um, a, like a, a cylindrical cube from the ceiling descends and shuts it and it makes kind of a whirring sound. It goes. And then he says, it'll just be a minute. And he um, turns to his partner and he says, Wolfgang, I don't think you're going to be able to get anyone to participate in your experiment. I think it's a little too far fetched and you're going to lose your job. And Wolfgang, the, the mad looking scientist, he says, no, it's always been my dream. I just need to find the right trainer. You, you trainers. And he points at the four of you. Do you um, listen to what he's about to say? Yeah, absolutely. He says, I, I have a very, very important mission. It's it's very secret. And and I, my partner may be right. I may lose my job. But I, this is all I've wanted to see more than anything, more than anything in the world. And he is psychotic, literally. And he beside him has a machine that is very similar to the fossil machine. But it is um, rather than a big cylindrical cube from the ceiling, there is like layering flaps of black uh, like sheets of like almost a futuristic metal. And there is a jewel dangling from the center inside of this container. And he says, I've been doing research. I have cracked the code. I have achieved what none thought was possible, but I just need to find proof. I just need to find proof. I have discovered time travel. And when he says time, the big Pokemon next to him goes, and it echoes throughout the office. And everyone's like, Wolfgang, shut up. 
and he says no 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 hear me out hear me out and he's like worried you're going to stop listening uh does anyone have a reaction to this information and he's curious she's like oh really uh-huh uh-huh continue no, i believe him yeah weirder things have happened yeah, we've we've gone through a lot, so I I far time travel doesn't seem that far fetched, honestly. Gerald says Um Gerald says the only time he's tried this, it it took the power out of the whole city and the machine had to be repaired for a month. And Wolfgang says, No, 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 I'm so close, it just has to be with the right specimen, the right specimen. And he's he's just very zany. Wolfgang is the zaniest man you've ever seen. Um, and he digs through some shelves and some books and he, he pulls out a notebook and he has some sketches, some very, very obtuse and inaccurate sketches of Pokemon that uh, at the top there's a scribble and he says successful time traveler. And it's like all terrible, like very sketchy looking. And he holds it in front of the party and he says, have you seen any of these Pokemon? And they're almost indecipherable. But if you are curious, you may roll an investigation to see if it's familiar. I want to do that. Roll an investigation, yeah. baby. Yeah. Ooh, wee! Uh, 14. That's okay. a nope out of 10 for me. In Five. 25. Plus 25? Six. Shit. <laughs> it's an 18. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone except for Gimli uh, can more or less make out what's shown here. Or at least the Pokemon that they're familiar with. These sketches are real bad. Um, but there are a couple Pokemon that are familiar to the party. Among those, Elodie instantly recognizes two. One is a bad sketch of a Ralts. The other is a bad sketch of a Curlia. Um, among them, also, Cindy clearly recognizes a bad sketch of a Bagon. And then next to it, there is kind of an orbular circular Pokemon. Next to that one, there is a sketch of a little fiery bug. And it has arrows on either side of it, one that points up and one that points down. And Wolfgang says, I just need one of these Pokemon to enter my time machine. I need to test it. I know it'll work. I just need the right specimen. And there's other sketches too, but none of you are able to recognize them. Um, he says, I, I know I'll lose my job for it, and and I'm going to get in trouble with the energy company again, and it's going to be really bad, but uh, I, I would quit my job if I, if I could just see this, just this one time. And when he says time, uh, the Pokemon by his side goes, bong, really loud, and everyone in the office is like, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Cunningham, I'm going to get your manager, and everyone's really mad, because every time he says a specific word, his partner Pokemon makes a sound, like a big old bell. Uh, awesome. it, it, I mean, it sounds risky, bisky, but like, do do we do do we trust him? I kind of want to try. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. This sounds wrong. Above the table, I know what this is. Um, shit, dude. Yeah, because it would be like Slitherwing or whatever, or yeah. Roaring Moon. Oh. Or... I'm absolutely so in. Be... Yeah, Iron Valley. I'm absolutely in. Um, again, there are many other Pokemon on his notebook as well. And he says, look, 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 these are the ones that I'm confident in. I'm not saying that other Pokemon wouldn't work with this, but with this technology and how my, my coworkers don't believe in me, I just don't want anything bad to happen. Okay, I've been doing my research. I've been doing my research. I just... It just takes so much time. And when he says time, the bronze on goes bong, and everyone in the office is getting really, really mad at him at this point. Um, 
he says, look, if you have any of these Pokemon, I've been looking for trainers who have them. If you have any, I can only take one, and then I'm probably going to lose my job, but it will be worth it. Is anybody else considering it? I I would want to ask Larvastar first, like, get their permission before I'm like, yeet. <laughs> but you know it's viable, so. But if you want Iron Valor or whatever. Cindy and Elodie should rock, paper, scissors for it. Rollies? You could rollies. Yeah. I mean, okay. this what is all you rolling? guys. I'm not going to influence yeah. any rules here. Like, I have no horse in this race, so it's all you guys. I don't either, but I like a little drama. What are we rolling? Drama. Just a d20 and whoever rolls higher. Okay. I feel like we can make a more sophisticated game out of it. <laughs> what uh, is your suggestion then? Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't have a suggestion yet, but I feel like just a straight d20 is a little... Let it also be do... known that according to Wolfgang, Cindy is in possession of two candidates. Elodie is in possession of one. And Wolfgang is saying, if you want to be risky, you can try a different Pokemon, but it may not succeed or maybe something could go wrong. Yeah, I rolled a 10. I rolled a 13. Is this commitment? This is commitment. Is Elodie going, key to, lime, it's time. going to put Key Lime in a mysterious machine? Yes. To become non-binary, okay. <laughs> Kilan becomes non-binary. Uh, Elodie sends out Kilime. Is there any sort of ceremony? Do you have established any sort of connection uh, with this Pokemon that you've grown to love before you do something quite dubious with it? With a stranger, I was about to say, yeah, Wolfgang. you want to you want to make a link well, with your yeah. curly I'll, I'll... and see what they have to say. Yeah, I'll link with her uh, telepathy, see how she's feeling, feel out if she's okay with this. Okay, how is Elodie feeling with it currently? Uh, I think she definitely thinks the idea is cool, is a little wary because she very much does love Key Lime, Mm -hmm. but is optimistic. The thing with the Ralts line is that they're very empathic. So Curlia... Key Lime has no particular, I mean, it has thoughts of its own, of course, but when it locks eyes with Elodie and it considers Elodie's emotions, those are the emotions that Key Lime has. So without making any sort of check necessarily, Key Lime is in touch with Elodie, and if Elodie wants to try something silly, then god damn it, Key Lime wants to try something silly too. Let's do it then. Okay. Yeah. I'm so scared. Throw trubbish in the machine. Throw trubbish. How does future trash look? <laughs> I'm kidding. He's not even just... here to Pokemon. I know. There. He just throws up on the machine. <laughs> throws up on the machine and breaks it. <laughs> Sorry. My work. My cabbages. That would be iconic, actually. <laughs> Wolfgang sees Key Lime exit their ball and he gets visibly excited. He says, yes, yes, that's one of them. That's one of them. And he's like jumping around and dancing. And Gerald says, now, hold on, Wolfgang. If you're going to do this crazy thing, you need to let me finish this fossil first because we don't want to interrupt this process. Um, and he kind of looks at Gimli and is like, you, you want your fossil to be re- re- resurrected intact, correct? That would be ideal, yes. He says, just give me another minute. Just need a little bit more time. When Gerald says that, Bronzon goes bong, and the office is starting to get very frustrated with with this. Regardless, uh, as you wait it out, 
and perhaps Elodie's emotions, whether they are becoming more secure or less secure. Uh, Keylime feels the same way. Keylime is just kind of facing Wolfgang, Dr. Wolfgang Cunningham, eager, looking at the strange machine. And then there is a releasing sound, like a like like a ventilation coming from the fossil resurrection machine. And the cylindrical tube opens up, and there's a cloud of steam, and standing in there, among the steam, facing forwards to the Quacko Paco, is a cute little blue dinosaur. It has four legs, and a long neck, has a cool little fin about it. It looks kind of pretty. Oh, boy. Gerald says, say hello to your new Amora. And it lets out kind of a coo. It's like, well, aren't you so cute? Um, it is true. This thing is very cute. Uh, it, it has almost as like eyebrows or eyelashes among its huge eyes. It truly looks like a baby. Um, it has like fins or sails. Around the steam, there is a lot of condensation. As if Gimli moves closer towards this, it feels quite cold. There is a blue jewel in the side of its four-legged body. And I just have to reiterate that it is very cute. Nice. Uh, call you Littlefoot. <laughs> Littlefoot! I was about to Little post that foot. for like a picture, <laughs> not even knowing that that's what you were going to name it. Let's go! Welcome to the pack of Littlefoot! Does Gimli go for a capture, or just have it around, or what's the plan? Um, I mean, it's just experience life, so I'll have it walk around for a little while before I present it the ball. Sure, yeah. It is kind of stuck on a pedestal, and Gerald seems not keen to move it. Or do you want it to chill on the machine, or do you want to take it down or move it, or what do you want to do? I can take it down, yeah. Okay. As you place your hands on Littlefoot for the first time, it smiles! It has a friend, and it knows life. Well, look at this. This is very interesting. Um, you place it on the ground, and you move your hands away as your hands are very cold. They are icy, icy cold. Um, even though this thing is a baby, its neck probably stretches about four feet tall. Uh, it's getting close to Cindy-sized, despite the fact it was just born. As Gimli moves it, it is kind of normally heavy. Uh, it kind of feels like it may be a rock type. It has a rocky kind of rough exterior, but it is also very, very cold. Congratulations on Littlefoot. I'm not sure what else to say unless you have any more flavor for it. No, I think it was great. Okay, we great. will um, roll its attributes later. Of course. Um, Wolfgang Cunningham, Dr. Wolfgang Cunningham, could not wait for Amora to be finished being resurrected. And he kind of kneels down and he locks eyes with Keylime. Just gets a solid read on this Curlia. And then he looks at Elodie. And Wolfgang says, trainer, I'm, I'm very, very passionate about this, but I, I want to make sure that you're, that you're fully okay with this. And uh, uh, be, because this is a Pokemon, I've done a research, a lot of research on. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain it'll work, but I just want you to be sure that, that there are risks involved and I'm going to lose my job. But that's fine because this, this is all I've ever wanted to do. Or, or do you give me permission to do this? Um, yes. And I'm also going to give Key Lime and Elodie's party time. In case something goes wrong. Ooh, great! So that to be clear, that's an inspiration bonus, correct? Right. Yes. Okay. Doctor Wolfgang Cunningham places his hands near Curlia as if to pick up Keylime. Do you give him permission to do so? Yes. Okay. He places her onto the supposed time machine, and he says, "Here we go to the future." And he pulls a like a comedically large lever 
Um, and all of the lights in the office go out and everyone's computers turn off and they're like, what the hell Wolfgang? And they're all so upset. And this machine from the ceiling, it twirls and it spins and it starts creating an impressive, impressive light. And then it seals itself shut these black panels fold into each other. And now it is just a solid wall and there is silence and there is nothing that is happening. It is dark. And people are waiting with bated breath, except for those that are hitting their computer monitors in frustration because they lost all their work. Elodie, roll a d20. Got it. 17. 17. That's a pretty good roll. After a moment, the building comes back to life. Uh, All the power seems to be restored, and the machine opens up. And similar to the fossil fossil resurrection, uh, there is a cloud of steam that emerges. And curled up, Almost in a resting position, sleeping, is Key Lime. But Key Lime looks a little bit different. The horns on her head are pulsing and glowing with a pink color. And she is taking a snooze. Do you receive Key Lime? Yes. Okay. Um, You scoop up Key Lime. Uh, she is not conscious, but she doesn't seem injured. Uh, there is something very uncanny and odd about the horns on her head. She is not the way that she used to be. and But again, she doesn't necessarily seem injured. Uh, she is just different. And if anything, she is strangely lighter than you remember the last time holding her. Uh, Wolfgang, Dr. Wolfgang Cunningham is elated. He says, <laughs> Yes, it worked. It worked. My dreams, they've come true. And he is like gathering up all of his papers as security guards march upstairs. Uh, the men you saw before in sunglasses and suits are running towards him. And they're saying, you heard from the president. This was the last time you were to do this. And uh, he says, I don't care. It was a success. I did it. <laughs> and um, the, his partner Pokemon, the Bronzon, is just carefully watching and floating alongside. Um, and Gerald looks exasperated. And he says, as much as that guy is a pain, I'm going to miss him in the office. But I don't know what they're going to do with this stupid machine. Um, if you peeked inside the machine, you would see that the jewel that was hoised in the middle of it is cracked. It has been damaged, seemingly. Um, and Elodie is in possession of a strange key lime. Strange key lime. Can I try and like wake her up? Sure. <laughs> I have uh, an idea. What's your idea? Schmidt says, man, what a crazy time we're having. <laughs> as <laughs> that is said, um, as Wolfgang is being escorted out of his previous workplace, um, there is one final loud bong that shakes the room um and everyone is so relieved to see them leave elodie do you attempt to stir key lime awake yes okay um how do you do so uh just gonna like shake her a little bit okay and say hey wake up you do that after some nudging, instead of waking up kind of groggily, like perhaps like an animal that we are familiar with would, if you stirred them awake, I'm just thinking of a cat. I don't know why. Um, instead of that, she immediately jumps to attention. When you nudge her, her eyes are immediately open and they lock with yours and her face is very serious. You look in her eyes and they are digitized. Her eyes are now pixelated. She is hardly breathing. She's certainly alive. But something has changed. Um, normally, you are used to looking at Key Lime 
and seen some degree of affection. And looking in her strange pixelated eyes, you know that there's a degree of trust. But Key Lime is different. Do I still like have telepathy with her? Do you attempt to engage? Yes. Yes, you do. Rather than it being kind of like a cloudy kind of fog that is being lifted where you can kind of share your emotions, it is almost sillily kind of like the Matrix. <laughs> when As you're establishing a connection, in, in the foreground of your thoughts, you see strings of characters and letters and numbers and many of which you're not even familiar with. Um, and within your mind's eye, you see Keylime's face. This new Keylime, not the old Keylime. There's a familiar air to it, the emotional connection. As you establish it, you, you, there's a recognition. This is for sure Keylime. This is not a different Curlia. This is the same Keylime. And in your mind's eye, you do see a smile on Keylime's face. Well, that's good. I'm going to pat her on the head. You do that. Uh, roll a dexterity check. <laughs> okay. 15. Okay. Yeah, as you pat her on the head, you kind of like scrape by her um, left horn. As you're patting her on the head, she seems to have like no reaction on her face. But with your connection, you know that she enjoys the touch. Um, as you scrape by her horn, your finger grazes the side of it and it makes a uncanny laser sound. It goes as you touch it with your finger. Whoa, Keyline makes laser sounds now. This is epic. Are you still holding her? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. She is calm in your arms. Everyone in the office is kind of like looking at you guys for a moment. Like, well, whatever Wolfgang did, it must have been kind of interesting. But now that the power's back, they're all they're all getting back to work. Um, yeah. Schmidt addresses the party. And he's like, yeah, it's getting kind of late. We should get back to the hostel before there's not uh, before we run out of time. <laughs> uh <laughs> You can hear clamoring and shouting from outside, uh, you know, cheers of joy as Wolfgang Cunningham is leaving his permanent place of work. But through the window that you are standing fairly close to, you hear another resonant bong from the bronze on. Uh, what's next for the Paco? That's a bit of a moment. Go sleep. It's like 1 p.m. Oh. Take it up. Play with the new dinosaur. Could we play fetch? Sure. Does it play fetch? It might. It's a baby. Does it play fetch? I don't know. It it literally just started existing. So, um, oh, we could go to the Pokemart and get a ball to play fetch. True. <laughs> we haven't been to the Pokemart in this town yet. We have to see which family member resides here. here. Great. So we're gonna leave the office. I think so. Sure. You you are gonna take the stairs of the elevator down. The stairs. Okay. Gotta get a yeah, big old dinosaur with me walking around. I think uh, I think I need to take the stairs. Sure. Yeah. Um. Your new friend Littlefoot is confused about the stairs at first. It's kind of looking at them and then looking at Gimli and then looking at the stairs and it's just kind of not really I'd sure. I'd like walking from like here. Here we go, little buddy. Okay. Yeah. I've I've raised a Pokemon child before. I <laughs> the one didn't have a heartbeat, but he, he needed <laughs> to learn things. Excellent. Yeah. Um, it figures it out eventually with you, with your coaching and your patience. Um, the plan is to go to the Pokemart at this point, or just go outside and play fetch or something. Basically, you're not trying to be in the Devon building, right? Yeah, we're definitely. Yeah, I feel like Gimli could ride this Pokemon. It is if, cool. maybe not yet. Side descriptions, size descriptions are accurate. 
You are you are correct because he's literally the neck is literally almost as tall as me. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. If it's almost Cindy size, then I think Gimli could. Gimli smaller than Cindy height. I'm height four eleven. Yeah, yeah. TC, you forget how small I actually am. Just a funny thought. Yeah, eventually, especially especially as if it evolves, which should eventually happen. Ideally, I could definitely ride, ride into that battle one. on a dinosaur. As you descend the stairs and prepare to exit. The Quackopacko kind of reflects on um, some strange positivity, perhaps some uh, one new friend and one seemingly positively altered friend, uh, part of the Quackopacko. And for the first time in a few days, everyone is thinking about how things may not be so bad. As they are crossing over the large glass dome on the floor that has all the fossils on the inside, they start to turn left to exit the building. Walking in is a man who stands at just under six feet tall. He's wearing a baseball cap. He has a bag. He's dressed very modestly in jeans, and he is dressed mostly on his upper half in red. And he starts to walk into the Devon building, and that is where we will end the session. Hello, and thank you for listening to the latest episode of Dunsparce and Drampa. Don't forget to check all of our links on our link tree, like our Discord, our Twitter, our Patreon, etc. Speaking of Patreon, thank you so much to our latest patron, Loyal Cantaloupe. Really appreciate your support. We have a merch store as well, that's whose offerings are expanding every single day. And all of us involved, uh, me, the four players, and our editor, are so grateful for all the support you give us, your kind words. Your five-star reviews on your listening platform of choice, you'd be surprised how much all of those little things help us out. More than anything, we just enjoy interacting with you on Discord and Twitter, so don't forget to join us there. As always, have a great week, and we will see you on Tuesday. No thoughts at empty. Yep. We are There's all trauma. <laughs> Trauma's pog. Trauma is great. Is <laughs> Looks like Bruno from Encanto. <laughs> I didn't see that, but yes, that's a. Uh, I have not believe. seen it either, but I, I've seen Bruno. <laughs> right. But yeah. We don't talk about Schmidt. <laughs> we don't talk about Schmidt. <laughs>